أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه وأزواجه وذرياته وأهل بيته ومن تبعهم بإحسان وبعد Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala by his tawfiq uh, has let us reach um, the Mubarak last nights of the second, third of Ramadan. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fill them for ourselves and for the ones we love and for the entire ummah of Sayyidina Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, those who passed and those who are alive and those who will come. Allah fill it for all of us with maghfirah uh, and uh, with his forgiveness and with every type of blessing from his fadl and write for us in these days that he should be pleased with us. Today we read about the Shaykh al-Arab al-A'ajim, Sayyidina al-Shaykh uh, Imdadullah al-Tanwi, more uh, widely known as Haji Imdadullah al-Muhajir al-Makki, rahimahullah tabarak wa ta'ala. He is the Shaykh of... Mulana Rashid Ahmed Gangohi and Mulana Qasim Nanutui, the two founders of Darulun Deoband, and also the Sheikh of Mulana Ashraf Ali Tanwi in the Tariqa. The former two, uh, Mulana Rashid Ahmed Gangohi and Mulana Qasim Nanutui, rahimullah ta'ala, being the teachers of Hazrat Tanwi in, in, in knowledge, but, uh, all three received the, the, the Khilafa, uh, in the, the spiritual successorship, uh, from, directly from Haji Imdadullah. Uh, 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 directly, so they are on the same level, uh, at least in the shajara, in the in the in the in the in the, in the noble tree of the silsila chishtia. Uh, they are all three of them on the same level, unlike their uh, uh, disparate levels in in, in knowledge. Hazrat uh, Tanri taking from Mulana Rashid Ahmed Gangohi, and from Mulana Qasim Nanotwi, Rahimullah Tabarak wa Taala. So all three of them, uh, each of them, extraordinary figures. Uh, each of them worthy of being called Mujaddad in his own right. Uh, all three of them, who their sheikh was in Tariqah, must have been somebody utterly amazing. He must have been a mine of treasures and a fountain of wonders. So we read about him today, inshallah. He was a sheikh of the Arab al-A'ajim, a fountain of spiritual benefit and knowledge, a veritable treasure house of spiritual realities, and a repository of spiritual subtleties and mysteries. The original name given to him by his father was Imdad Hussein. Uh, Imdad means the, 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 the help uh, and the support. So his original name was Imdad Hussein, meaning the, the help that comes from Hussein. However, the spiritual authority of the time, Shaykh al-Mashayikh, Hazrat Mulana Muhammad Ishaq, who had miraculously discerned the spiritual abilities of this boy, uh, advised that his name be changed to Imdad Ilahi, the spiritual support that comes from the divine. It is for this reason that Hazrat became known by his name Imdadullah. His father's name and ancestry were Hafiz Muhammad Amin bin Sheikh Hafiz uh, Muhammad Budha uh, bin uh, Sheikh Hafiz Bulaqi bin Sheikh Abdullah bin Sheikh Muhammad bin Sheikh Abdul Karim. In the 55th ancestral line of his lineage, he joins with uh, Sheikh Ibrahim bin Adham, who is also Sheikh's spiritual ancestor in the spiritual tariqah, in the spiritual silsila, in this Mubarak chain. Ibrahim bin Adham is the one who takes the 
the Khilafah from Fudail bin Iyad, Khaja Fudail bin Iyad, rahimahullah ta'ala. Both of them are very well-known uh, mashayikh of the Salaf. Both of them were uh, also associates of Imam Abu Hanifa, rahimahullah ta'ala, and great mashayikh of the tariqah, Fudail bin Iyad, taking from uh, Shaykh Abdul Wahid bin Zayd, uh, uh, who took from Sayyidina al-Hasan al-Basri about whom we spoke a couple of days ago. So he is the lineal descendant of uh, uh, Ibrahim bin Adham. Although this is a popular view, Hazrat Tanwi uh, writes in his Tarjih al-Raji uh, uh, that uh, Hazrat's ancestry here is, uh, 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 in Hazrat's ancestry there is Farkh Shah Farqi, uh, but not Ibrahim bin Adham. So there's some dis- disagreement regarding this point. Shaykh Haji Imdadullah is the descendant of Amir al-Mu'mineen, Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhum. He's a follower of the Hanafi Madhab and Imam of Tariqah. He was born on Saturday the 22nd of Safar in the year of 1233 Hijra in Nanota uh, in the district of Saharanpur. Nanota is approximately 20 miles from Saharanpur. Nanota is the hometown of Hazrat's maternal grandfather. Sheikh had two older brothers, Zulfiqar the eldest, uh, Zulfiqar being the name of the sword of Sayyidina Ali radiallahu ta'ala anhu, and Fida Hussein. Fida Hussein meaning the sacrifice of Hussein. This is something you'll find in the Indian subcontinent, um, in the Do'aba, the, the, the area between the Ganga and Jamuna rivers, uh, which interestingly enough the Hindus consider to be their sacred holy land. A great number of the awliya of Allah were born in, and, and came from those places. And many of them are from noble lineage, meaning they're descendants from the Sahaba, from the Ansar, anhum, and from the different noblemen of Quraysh. Um, they came and settled in those places. And uh, you'll see that, that regardless if someone's Ansari or, or uh, in lineage or they're from Quraysh in lineage, whether they're Sayyid or, or not, uh, many of them had these types of names that expressed their, their fervent love for the Ahlul Bayt of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So you see his name is Imdad, his father gave him the name Imdad Hussein, and his elder brother was named after the sword of Sayyidina Ali radiallahu anhu. And his other elder brother, Fida Hussein, the sacrifice, made, the one who is sacrificed for Hussein. Uh, you can see that, that these types of names were very common um, in, in, in that era uh, for those people uh, because of their fervent love for the Ahlul Bayt of the Prophet ﷺ, which is a shi'ar of the Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah uh, to the exclusion of other than them, despite what people may crow and uh, uh, scream and claim, uh, but their, their, their actions don't show it. The youngest brother uh, of uh, uh, of the Sheikh, his name was Bahadur Ali Shah. He also had a, uh, a younger sister who was known as Bibi Wazirun Nisa. Bibi being the Persian word for, for lady. Uh, lady not as in like a female, but as in a woman of, of nobility. At the age of three years old, uh, Hazrat Sheikh was given to the lap of uh, Hazrat Sayyid Ahmed Shaheed who favored him by symbolically taking bay'ah from him, the bay'ah of tabarruk, the bay'ah of blessings. Obviously, you cannot take a bay'ah or an oath of allegiance from someone who's a minor because they cannot legally, uh, they cannot legally pledge anything. But for tabarruk, he took bay'ah from him. And this is important. Sayyid Ahmad Shaheed is probably the most important figure in Islam in the Indian subcontinent. Um, uh, and which is a bridge from the from the pre-Mughal to the post-Mughal era uh, in the last couple of centuries, and he's a very important figure, and very few people know about him. He's a very mysterious figure, not mysterious as in uh, um, 
as in like unknown, but mysterious as in Allah Ta'ala put a lot of barakah in a very simple man. Uh, in those barakat, uh, they manifested themselves in many, many different uh, strange and wonderful ways, uh, many of which we benefit from, despite many people never having heard of him. And there's a recording on the SoundCloud account, inshallah, um, called... Uh, 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 called uh, uh, spiritual uh, uh, empire on the ruins of the state uh, that you can you can look up and it tells the story of uh, Sayyid Ahmed Shaheed. But Haji Imdadullah actually directly met Sayyid Ahmed Shaheed, and uh, Sayyid Ahmed Shaheed symbolically took bay'ah with him. He sat the three-year-old child in his lap and took bay'ah with him, the barakat of which would manifest later. When Hazrat was seven years old, his mother Bibi Hasini the daughter of Hazrat Sheikh Ali Muhammad Siddiq Nanotwi Rahimahullah Ta'ala passed away. Her love for Hazrat was so intense that she could not tolerate anyone even stare at him. Therefore her wasiya before passing from the world was that you should honor this wasiya of mine and no one should touch this child of mine, meaning no one should punish him. He should be, uh, he should be treated by everyone in kindness. In consequence uh, of the strict observance of this wasiya, even Hazrat's education was not given much attention. Uh, because what? Because teachers, uh, they, they teach by discipline, uh, and uh, I'm not completely against that. There's a lot of barakah in, in, the, in the discipline and the islah of, of the elders. But because his mother was a pious woman who died early, uh, and uh, the people wanted to honor her, her final bequest with regards to her son, nobody, nobody would educate him because that would involve the, the child being disciplined harshly. However, since he was destined to one day become a guide for humanity and a repository for the, for the knowledges that, resolve, that, that, that reside inside the heart and spiritual mysteries, there was embedded in his heart a natural yearning for the memorization of the Qur'an. This is, this is, this is so beautiful, even the way Hazrat Shaykh Zakaria rahimullah ta'ala writes this, that the different, and this is the difference between the tr- true tasawwuf and true spirituality and the kind of goofy Sufi nonsense that you see out there. That the goofs, they say, oh, Fulan, our Shaykh is a repository of spiritual mysteries and blah, blah, blah. And because of that, he didn't care about the Sharia or he, uh, uh, you know, was unpre- unoccupied, not preoccupied with the law. But uh, that's nonsense. Whoever's heart has anything worth anything in it, that person, their uh, disposition will will be attracted toward the sacred Sharia and toward the Book of Allah and the Hadith of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Being separated from the law is wal-iyadu uh, billah. Allah Taala protect us, and being separated from the Quran uh, is not a a, a a good sign. And it's a sign that there are many mysteries, spiritual mysteries in your heart, and those are the mysteries of Jahannam that will be uh, that will be visited on that person uh, on the day of judgment. May Allah Taala be our our protection. So, Sheikh Mashallah, despite never having been pushed in that direction by anyone or in any direction for that matter, he had a natural yearning for the memorization of the Quran. Thus, in spite of absence of encouragement from others, he of his own accord memorized the the the, the noble Quran. Despite many obstacles, he finally convinced. Uh, he kindly con- completed the div- the hifz of the Quran with Allah's help and with Allah's aid. In 1249 Hijri, when Sheikh was nine years old, he com- accompanied Mulana Mamluk Ali to Dili, where he commenced his acquisition of the uh, external sciences, the sciences, the law, uh, etc., uh, from the renowned Mashaykh of his time. By the way, Mulana Mamluk Ali. 
who was a teacher in, in, in Delhi, Mamluk Ali Nanotwi rahimullah ta'ala was one of the Musnideen of the age that he lived in. Um, and he is, uh, uh, he's, he's, he was a very well-renowned uh, sheikh uh, of his time. He had just about begun with some primary Farsi and Arabic grammar books when there developed in him a yearning for the ulum of the batin, the knowledge of the heart. Allah's relationship varies with different people. Allah Most High arranges the circumstances, ways and means for the execution of a task which He intends on imposing on a person. And He then creates the relative ability or tawfiq in the person uh, who has to perform the function. Hence, even prior to Hazrat's accomplishments in the uh, outward knowledge, His intense yearning for the inward knowledge developed in Him. Thus, at the age of 18, Hazrat Shaykh took Bay'ah uh, uh, took the oath of, uh, of discipleship with Hazrat Sheikh Mawlana Nasiruddin Naqshbandi rahimahullah ta'ala. He acquired from him the various uh, types of dhikr of the Naqshbandi silsila. Hazrat Sheikh Nasiruddin was the Khalifa of Sheikh al Mashaykh Shah Muhammad Afaq, as well as the student and son in law of the Hadith authority of the time, uh, Sheikh al Hadith Shah Muhammad Ishaq, through whom our silsila of Hadith goes as well. He also had the proud honor of being the student of Hafiz al-Hadith Shah Abdul Aziz. Uh, and Shah Abdul Aziz then, our, our silsila goes through him as well. After only a few days with his shaykh, the mantle of caliphate was uh, uh, conferred to him, to, meaning to Shaykh Haji Imdadullah. He then commenced the study of the Mishkat al-Masabih under the Shaykh Mulana Muhammad Qalandar Muhaddith Jalalabadi. He then further studied Hisna Hasin, which is a, a book of du'as uh, that are ma'thur from the Sunnah. Al-Fiqh Al-Akbar, uh, a book of uh, Aqidah attributed to Imam Abu Hanifa rahimullah ta'ala. Uh, and other books under Hazrat Mawlana, uh, Abdul Rahim Nanotawi rahimullah ta'ala. Both these August personalities were the elite students of Mufti Ilahi Bakhsh Kandelwi, the author of the seventh section of the Mathnawi, uh, Ma'nawi. So this is very interesting because Mufti Ilahi Bakhsh Kandalawi is a, 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 an elder from the same house that Moana uh, Ilyas, the Amir of Tabligh, Moana Yusuf, his son, and Moana Zakaria, Sheikh al-Hadith, uh, also uh, affectionately known as Hazrat Sheikh. If someone from the subcontinent says Hazrat Sheikh without any qualification, then he means Moana uh, uh, Zakaria Kandalawi, rahimahullah ta'ala. Um, Mufti Ilahi Bakhsh Kandalawi is an elder from their, from their house. Um, and he lived maybe a century before him. And uh, he was a, a man who combined both the inward and outward uh, uh, knowledge of deen to an excellent degree. And uh, uh, the Masnavi of Mulana Rumi, uh, which is his, uh, his magnum opus and just a, a, a treasure trove of uh, Quranic and prophetic wisdom woven in, uh, in, in, in Persian verse, uh, using stories to teach the lessons of the Sunnah, especially the the spiritual lessons of the Sunnah to um, to the seeker. Uh, Mulana Rumi, he he never completed the book, and he said, "Someone will come after me after I die, and he will complete the book." And so it's from the spiritual hall of, of Mufti Lahi Bakshkandelwi rahimullah taala that uh, he saw uh, uh, in, uh, Mulana in a dream, Mulana Rumi in a dream. And he took ijazahs from him and he uh, then copied the dictated uh, 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 
final verses of the Masnawi. So in the Indian subcontinent, uh, 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 this is a tradition that Mufti Allahi Bakhsh is the khatim of the, the one who finished the, the writing the Masnawi, and Allah, Allah Ta'ala knows best. But uh, this is something um, well known that, uh, um, something well known that the, 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 the tariqa in the subcontinent, um, the Masnawi and the teachings of the tariqa come hand in hand. So much so that Hazrat Tanwi, Mulana Ashraf Ali Tanwi, Rahimullah Ta'ala, and he wrote his Khalid Masnavi, which is an Urdu commentary on the Masnavi. It's uh, published in, 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 I think, over seven, seven, uh, Mujalladat, seven volumes. And, uh, there are a number of, uh, there are a number of, uh, uh commentaries of the Masnavi and Durus of the Masnavi, and it's, uh, mention comes again and again, and it's really just an awesome book. I mean, I have to admit, I've never been super fond of learning Persian, but just thinking about the Masnavi, the, the, the sections of it that have been translated thus far, um, uh, uh, and having read those and heard about them being mentioned in Bayan, it's just, it's really awesome, mashallah. And uh, to my knowledge, Mulana Tamim in uh, California, Mulana Tamim, is the only native speaker of Persian uh, Sunni alim who gives dars of the Masnavi in English in America. There are other people who give dars of the Masnavi, but they don't have qualification in the ulum. Uh, and there are other people who give dars of the Masnavi through translations. Uh, but Mawlana Tamim is the only one who combines all of these things. And uh, every time he mentions the bait of the Masnavi, just even one line, it's like so amazing. Um, and so this is their nisbah with with Mulan Jalaluddin Rumi rahimahullah ta'ala um, the, you know his teachings have a very heavy influence on on, on the teachings of, of the tariqa uh, in the subcontinent as well and uh, it's said that Haji Imdadullah in his old age when he passed away he died with a copy of the Masnavi open uh, uh, just like uh, just like Shaykh al-Akbar died with Muhyiddin ibn Arabi died with a copy of Ghazali's Ihya open uh, uh there's a great secret in, in, in that, that nisbah back and forth between them. So the two teachers of Haji Imdadullah that were mentioned, Mawlana Muhammad Qalandar, Muhaddith Jalalabadi, and Mawlana Abdurrahim Nanotwi, both of them were the direct students of Mufti Ilahi Bakhsh Kandlawi. Allah Ta'ala have mercy on all of them. All of these people, these are like the names of our heroes, mashallah. People who um, had intense lives of mujahada and service for the deen and had a level of knowledge of, 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 of the outward and inward sciences. They combined them, uh, and each of them was a, a level of excellence that's almost unimaginable by us. If we didn't see the people, the Ahlullah, the, 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 the way that they keep all of these ulum inside of them, uh, if we were just sitting in America our whole lives and uh, you know just went to university, wouldn't have believed that people like this are possible. But uh, uh, if you see the people who swear uh, up and down oaths that they're nothing uh, but the dust on the door, of, of these people and they themselves we feel like we're nothing in front of them then uh, who these people must have been Allah Ta'ala is who created them is the one who knows best Shaykh Imdadullah studied the Masnavi uh, which is the mind of the ulum of Ma'rifah of the Gnosis of Allah Ta'ala under Hazrat Shah Abdul Razak who studied it under Mawana Abul Hassan Kandalawi who acquired it from his father uh, Hazrat Mufti Ilahi Baksh Kandalawi who was mentioned before Hazrat Mufti Saab had acquired the knowledge of the Masnavi in the realm of visions and dreams from his author. He would see dreams of Mulana Rumi who would explain it to him. Uh, Mulana Rumi himself uh, uh, in the dream appointed him Mufti Saab to complete the seventh uh, daftar or, 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 or volume of the Masnavi. 
Haji Imdadullah, with his already purified and highly adorned heart, benefited tremendously from the study of such a wonderful treasure house of Ma'rifah as the Masnavi, under the supervision of such a noble authority on the subject as Hazrat Mufti Saab. Hazrat had made the study of the Masnavi a regular practice. The consequence was a constant increase in the burning intensity of his yearning for the divine love. By the way, you know, you may wonder like, okay, uh, mashallah, we're talking up, up the Masnavi really big. What's the big deal? Um, you know, that's something maybe someone like Mulana Tamim would be able to explain to you better than me. But it's not just the Indian subcontinent thing. Uh, if you'll remember, uh, uh, there was a recording that I made um, in Istanbul, um, having met a number of the old mashaykh that studied from the last generation of Ottoman trained ulama. And they, a number of them mentioned this separately that, that they had a tradition that once a student of knowledge finished their acquisition of knowledge and started to work as an imam or as a, a mufti or as a scholar or whatever, that there was a special dars that they would then get a license to go to. That there was a special uh, dars which was uh, uh, of the Masnavi, uh, which was taught by special official Masnavi teachers. Uh, uh, they would call them Masnavi Khan and they would then apply all of the knowledge of the sharia, the fiqh, the usul, hadith, usul, tafsir, all of these things to the reading of the masnavi to explain the depths of what Mulana Rumi meant by uh, each each and every verse. And that was considered to be the finishing of the ulum. Um, and it was uh, uh, rather than, because many people in America, they come to you, they're like, oh, wow, uh, you guys, uh, you guys like Rumi too. I thought, you know, he wasn't, he was a rebel and the, he wasn't orthodox and, and, you know, the, 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 whatever orthodox scholars didn't like him. Because in their tradition, spirituality is always, uh, at, at some sort of diametric, uh, 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 loggerhead with, with the law. Whereas in our, uh, in our uh, system, it couldn't be anything further than the truth. Rather, the reading of the Masnavi was the final harmonization and synchronization at the highest level uh, of their ulum with, um, with, 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 uh, with uh, spirituality. Uh, and so this is a this is a big deal. That's the reason I'm saying this is to to mention that this is a big deal. And these are all the treasures of our uh, of our. Uh, um, of our civilization and of our ummah that, mashallah, people have abandoned in order to go to medical school and become dentists and whatever program C++ or whatever. Allah Ta'ala put barakah in those things as well. But, uh, you know, it would be nice if we, uh, if we, if, if we kept these things, you know, these things that, that are the gifts of hundreds and th- hundreds of years of, of, of tradition and culture and mujahada and learning. Uh, that came and expressed in in such a way like these rare f- flowers blossoming and blooming. It would be nice if we kept some people uh, uh, who could study and preserve these knowledges rather than letting them waste away while we argue over, uh, you know, whether you can eat at McDonald's or whether, uh, you know, the moon sighting is going to be global or local or calculations or all this other stuff that mashallah seems to have uh, captured the uh, attention and the, the imagination of the dim-witted and the argumentative. At the peak of his restlessness, he was blessed and honored with the fortune of seeing Rasulullah in a dream. Which has already been explained in the section uh, dealing with Hazrat Mianji. Mianji Nur Muhammad Janjanvi was the Shaykh of Hazrat Imdadullah, Hazrat Shaykh Imdadullah Mahajir Makki. Um, it was on the basis of this dream that Haji Imdadullah took bay'ah with Mianji. 
only after a few days in the association of Hazrat Sheikh Mianji, he was given the caliphate. After having conferred the caliphate, Hazrat Mianji subjected Haji Imdadullah to one final test. He thus asked his newly appointed successor, Do you desire tasheer or kimiya? Tasheer is the power to control the minds of others, and kimiya is the alchemy, the ability to transform base metals into gold. On hearing this, Hazrat Imdadullah broke down crying and said, The desire is only for. Uh, uh, the true love of Allah Ta'ala I wish for nothing of this world in response to this answer his spiritual father in a state of ecstatic elation embraced him and showered him with many du'as the chain of divine outpouring continued upon him uh, 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 until 1296 when the spiritual shadow of Hazrat Sheikh Mianji was lifted by the way Hazrat Sheikh Mianji was uh, uh, an unknown person we'll talk about him you know inshallah maybe at a later time but uh, by profession, he was a maktab teacher. He used to teach children how to uh, read Quran. He wasn't a big speaker or a big mufti or even a big whatever. He was just a man who loved Allah Ta'ala uh, more than anything else. And he used to teach the children the, the, the letters of the Quran. Uh, inshallah, we'll read his tabaqa when we read it. It makes uh, being a Quran teacher look really good, mashallah. That's all I have to say. After the departure of Hazrat Mianji from this earthly abode, an absorbing state overtook uh, Haji Imdadullah. In consequence, he dis- developed a strong fear and detestation for the people. He withdrew himself from the midst of people and wandered in the wilderness of Punjab, which became his home. Uh, in the old days, uh, Punjab is not what the modern political borders of Punjab are, but everything that was between Dili and Peshawar. His love and obedience for the sunnah made poverty a salient feature in him. He would refrain from eating for up to eight days. Not a grain would go down his throat in these periods of self-imposed starvation. So these types of things, when you read them uh, in the tabaqat of the awliya, uh, these are like miraculous things that, that, that were vouchsafed to people. This is, these are those like, don't try this at home type of things. If you're not at that rank and you try doing these things, you're just going to end up killing yourself and it will be a sin on you. Whereas those people who, um, through their constant mujahadat, they were able to, able to hack these, uh, uh, these spiritual practices, um, then it's like was mentioned in the Kashful Mahjub that every, uh, every spiritual state that the Anbiya alayhim salam enjoyed openly, the awliya uh, have the permission to enjoy them privately as long as they don't divulge them to other people. Um, so in that sense, one wonders why these things are mentioned. But, uh, you know, sometimes people see them and so they, 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 they transmit them, they pass them on. But like I said, don't try them at home. Hazrat said, once in dire straits, I asked a person for a loan. Despite him having the ability to advance the loan, he refused. Initially, Hazrat had been slightly affected by this refusal. However, he quickly understood that what had happened was an act of the true uh, uh, operator, yani Allah Most High. Thus, despite despondency, was replaced by pleasure. Thereafter, he commenced uh, the incidents of mubasharat, uh, uh, meaning he would receive true dreams about things that would happen in the future. On one occasion, he saw in a dream uh, Sayyidina Jibreel salam, and Sayyidina Mikail, the two archangels, salam, which symbolized the divine gifts of knowledge, guidance, and sustenance. In this regard, Hazrat Mulana Qasim Nanutri said that Haji Saab was a factory of ulama. He was a factory of ulama. And this is an interesting thing actually that Mulana Rashid Ahmad Gangohi and Mulana uh, 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 um, 
Qasim Nanotwi, and indeed even after after him, uh, Moana uh, Hazrat uh, uh, Tanwi, they're extremely scholarly figures. And Miyaji, uh, sorry, uh, Miyaji uh, Nur Muhammad Janjanvi, their grand sheikh, was not a scholarly figure. He used to teach Quran, but he wasn't known as an authority on ilm. And uh, uh, the same is with uh, Haji Imdadullah, although his uh, ilmi uh, status was somewhere in the middle of the two probably, but he was not known to be an alim. Ulama didn't go with their questions to him. And so someone said, you guys are at the apex of, of knowledge. Um, why is it that you go for your spiritual direction and spiritual training from this man who is a person of mediocre learning uh, when compared to you? And uh, Mulana Qasim Nanotwi rahimahullah ta'ala responded, he said, he's not an alim, he's an alim factory. Meaning what? The tarbiyah that he gives to gives to us and the spiritual uh, 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 teachings that he, we get from him, that that is what causes us to understand the ulum that we learned and want us to seek more and spread more uh, and it's what makes us into uh, makes us into people of knowledge uh, if we're if we are people of knowledge so this is Hazrat Shaykh Zakaria rahimahullah ta'ala interpreting that the vision of uh, the angel Jibril and the vision of uh, the angel Mikhail is uh, is 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 uh, bishara uh, glad tiding from Allah Taala um, that he would be the one that Mulana Nanoti would say rahimahullah Taala that he's not just a mulvi he's a mulvi factory he's not just a alim he's a factory of uh, that that helps produce ulama. Finally, after having spent six months wandering in the wilderness in 1263 Hijri, uh, uh, Haji Imdadullah was blessed with seeing Rasulullah in a dream. Rasulullah said, come to us. Simultaneously, Hazrat was overcome by a strong urge to going to Medina Munawwara. Ultimately, uh, on the 8th of Dhul Hijjah in 1261 uh, Hijra, he landed in uh, 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 Bandaras, which is a, uh, uh, a port close to Jeddah, and from there he set off directly to Arafat. After completion of the Hajj, he remained in the association of Hazrat Shah Ishaq Muhajir Makki, rahimahullah ta'ala, and others, deriving spiritual benefit from them. Some advices that Hazrat Shah Saab gave him there were regard yourself as the most inferior to the entire creation. Abstention from haram and doubtful food is of extreme importance. A haram or doubtful morsel certainly harms a person. Uh, and uh, lest you think that Hazrat uh, Shah Ishaq Saab is, uh, uh, was paid by Hafsa to give this, uh, you know, halal advocates to give this uh, uh, um, this little plug. Shah Ishaq is uh, the musnid of, 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 mashallah, of the subcontinent in this day. All of us, uh, our uh, Sanad and Hadith goes through him. He's the grandson of Shawulullah rahimullah tabarak wa ta'ala. These people were the giants of, of spirituality um, and the giants of ilm both at the same time. And so what is he saying? He's saying it's extreme importance that you stay away from both haram and doubtful doubtful foods because the, eating the haram and eating the doubtful most certainly will harm you. Uh, and then, you know, people can then give me a lecture about, uh, you know, uh, you know, don't talk about halal. We have more important things to talk about. They can give me that lecture afterward, and I'll decide whether I want to listen to Shah Ishaq or I want to listen to, uh, you know, whatever uncle in in in, in the masjid or whatever, yo bro, uh, 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 mashallah, brother at the masjid. Hazrat Shah Saab instructed him to observe muraqaba, the meditation of alayyalamu. Uh, 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 um, no, it's the meditation of uh, what? Do you not know that Allah sees? 
this idea that Allah Ta'ala sees a, uh, that Allah Ta'ala uh, 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 sees a person that, that a person should meditate on this idea Hazrat Shah Saab Shah Ishaq further informed Haji Imdadullah that after uh, uh, visiting Medina Munawwara it will be imperative for him to learn to in, to return to India and he added inshallah after the severance of all of your relationships one day you will come back here again to Medina Munawwara and Makkah Mukarramah then you will remain Hazrat Sayyid Qudratullah Banarasi Al-Makki Rahimullah Ta'ala who was famous for his karamat and his miracles sent several of his disciples to accompany Haji Imdadullah to Medina Munawwara with the instruction take him with care and bring him back here. At long last his desire was fulfilled. After visiting Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's noble grave he derived the, the, the divine effluence of that holy place and during his time in Medina, while in, in meditation in an area known as the Rauda Min Riyad al-Jannah, the Rauda, the area between the grave of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and his Mubarak member, he had the honor of seeing Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in a vision, uh, and in that vision he placed a turban on his head, while it, which is a sign of uh, which is a sign of acceptance. Uh, while in Medina Munawwara, uh, Hazrat Haji Imdadullah expressed his desire for living in Medina Munawwara to the Shaykh Hazrat Shah Ghulam Murtaba Janjanawi Al-Madani Rahimullah Ta'ala, who also advised him to be patient for a while, for he, inshallah, shall return. After a few days, he went back to Makkah Mukarramah. Uh, here he stayed a few days before uh, returning to Hindustan, to India. So this is interesting, mashallah, whoever goes to Medina Munawara wants to stay. Uh, this is something that, mashallah, the, 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 the little people and the elites, mashallah, all share in common that Medina Munawara has that effect on them. Allah Ta'ala will give us, all of us, the, the nisbah of Medina. If we can't have it in uh, madhab, at least we can have it, inshallah, in, in, in spiritual matters. In the year 1296 Hijra, after having returned to Hindustan, the seekers of Suluk insisted on taking the oath of allegiance with uh, uh, Hazrat Haji Saab and uh, entering his discipleship. However, his humility constrained him to refuse. But a directive from the spiritual world compelled him to submit to the wishes of the seekers. Thus commenced the process of bay'ah. That until this point, despite having the khilafah, uh, uh, he he didn't seek disciples, and when disciples would come to him, he would refuse and send them to other people. It's only after he received a strong ishara uh, in the spiritual realm, and when people crowded and insisted that they that that they go to him because they have no one else to go to like him, that he started to accept them. Unlike today, where every mashallah murid daydreams about the day he's going to become a sheikh and have somebody to you know uh, hold his uh, his slippers for him. And uh, people start, uh, you know, before they, they start their own islah and their own rectification, they start Facebook and Twitter accounts with pictures of them uh, giving speeches with microphones. And, uh, uh, you know, for uh, for discipleship, you know, email this address and all of this other nonsense. Um, our elders were not like that. Our elders were not like that. Even if, we, even if we behave like that and those, you know, we take their names all the time and we behave like that, this is an amana from Allah Ta'ala, our elders were not like that. Only a few days had lapsed when Hazrat's sister-in-law saw in a dream Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam saying, "Get up, i.e., move. I shall prepare the food of Imdadullah's guests, who are the ulama." Amongst the ulama, the first who became Sheikh's murid was Mulana Rashid Ahmad Gangohi. Apparently, he took bay'ah in the year of 1263. 
A few days after, uh, followed Hazrat Mawlana Qasim Nanotui Rahimullah Ta'ala, the founder of Darulum in Deoband. It is surprising that Hazrat Nanotui was a devotee of Hazrat uh, uh, Haji Imdadullah before Hazrat Gangohi. At that time, Hazrat Gangohi had no association whatsoever with Hazrat Haji Saab when occasionally the Ustad would skip the lesson of Muslim on account of the arrival of Hazrat Haji Saab, Mulana Rashid Ahmad Gangohi would say, a good Haji has come, in fact our lessons have closed. This was said with some sarcasm. Hazrat Nanotui Rahimullah Ta'ala would respond, do not say so, he is an extremely holy person and amongst God's chosen people. Furthermore, Haji Imdadullah had granted the Khilafah to Hazrat Gangohi during his stay in Tana Bhavan in 1266 uh, of Hijra, while Hazrat Nanotwi acquired the Khilafah during Hazrat Haji Imdadullah's stay in Makkah Mukarramah in 1282 after Hijra. When these two leading ulama uh, uh, took the discipleship of Hazrat Haji Saab, the other ulama also turned towards him. Meaning that these two people who were uh, um, who were respected amongst the ulama of being of the brightest and sharpest intelligence, when they saw that they took the discipleship of Haji Saab, the other people took notice and, and followed. The following ulama entered the silsila at the hands, the silsila tayyiba of, of, uh, of the tariqah at the hands of uh, Haji Imdadullah. Mulana Abdul Rahman Kandlavi, Mulvi Muhammad Hassan Pani Patti, Hazrat Mulana uh, Muhammad Yaqub, the first teacher in Deoband, Hafiz Muhammad Yusuf, the son of Hafiz Muhammad Zaman. Hafiz Muhammad Zaman Shahid is one of the uh, uh, one of the uh, uh, um, shuhada uh, that 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 uh, g- gave his life in the path of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala in 1857. Uh, the rebellion uh, 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 in the War of Freedom that the British refu- referred to as the Indian Mutiny. It would be a mutiny only if the British were the rightful uh, uh, rulers of uh, uh, the homeland of our forefathers. They themselves were the ones who came in zulm. Uh, Hafiz Zaman Shahid was, 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 was a shaheed fi sabirillah in that, in, that, in, that, in that war. Mawana Hakim Ziauddin Rampuri and Mawana Faisal Hassan Saharanpuri amongst other senior ulama. The enthusiasm and yearning which were increasing day by day in his heart produced in him an urge to migrate. However, in view of the view, in view of the movements of the senior, uh, uh, uh being sub- subjected to, uh, the, f- the command that came to them from the realm of the spiritual, this idea remained a burning desire in his heart. Coincidentally, the, the rebellion of 1276 Hijri, uh, 1857, uh, 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 Miladi against the British took place. Mischief makers wanting to save their skins implicated others. In this way, they started to curry favor with the government. In the aftermath of this upheaval, Hazrat Haji Saab bid farewell forever to, uh, uh, Hindustan, to the Indian subcontinent. And this may be also uh, 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 somewhat of a uh, um, uh, somewhat of a, uh, an understatement of the fact that uh, our Akabe were not were not people who endorsed the British rule of the subcontinent. They were not happy about it, um, and they actively participated both in their tongue and in their pen and their actions and materially um, in in removing the uh, Farangi. Uh, uh, usurper from 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 uh, the sacred homeland of the Muslims, and so when the crackdown happened after the uh, 1857, um, then then Haji Saab uh, uh, had to leave because the British were basically out for him. They were out to get him. The innumerable karamat which had emanated from Hazrat Haji Saab uh, are 
beyond the scope of this brief book, nor are they surprising because uh, karamat or miracles are not viewed as anything special from the awliya of Allah. In fact, their every act is a karama or a miracle. I shall therefore omit them. Anyone desirous of knowing these karamat should refer to the treatises karamate imdadiyah and kamalate imdadiyah, which are the writings of Mulana Ashraf Ali Tanwi rahimullah ta'ala. Although in these books he has ensconced a, a, an ocean in a cup, it nevertheless is a drop. However, being the work of Hazrat Tanwi, it is certainly reliable. Also in Shama'im uh, Imdadiya uh, are found some of Hazrat's karamat and anecdotes. Once a man saw uh, in his dream, Hazrat Haji Sahib was wearing the Mubarak cloak of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Hazrat Mawlana Muhammad Qasim said, Rahimullah ta'ala, that the dream was clear and needed no interpretation. Hazrat Haji Sahib was covered in the cloak of Shariat and Tariqah. Hazrat Haji Sahib left uh, via Punjab. En route, he visited the graves of the Oliya in Hyderabad, uh, Sindh. Uh, he embarked at Karachi for Makkah Mukarramah. For some days, he stayed at the Ribat of Sayyid Ismail on Mount Safa. He spent most of the uh, time in solitude and in muraqabah and meditation. Hence, he did not have the occasion to associate much with the inhabitants of Makkah Mukarramah. However, during the days of Hajj, on account of the wishes of the thirsty devotees of Hindustan to meet him, Hazrat would remain mostly in public view. After some time had passed in this condition, uh, a directive from the spiritual realm drew his attention uh, to the fact that an Arif should not abandon any sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. Nikah was therefore also essential. On account of his solitude, Hazrat had hitherto no inclination to marriage. But because of the, this directive, he uh, married Bibi Khadija, the daughter of Haji uh, Shafaat Khan Marhum Rampuri Rahimullah Ta'ala on the 21st of Ramadan Mubarak of 1282 Hijri. Her parents were already deceased. The meher was fixed at 60 riyals, the uh, uh, equivalent of 125 rupees or slightly more. Obviously, this was written a long time ago, but it was not a large sum of money. In 1294, some of Hazrat's servants, after considerable insistence and pleading, brought for Hazrat a house in Haratul Bab, uh, which is an area of Makkah Mukarram, I assume. Uh, Hazrat Haji Imdadullah, whose glittering heart always regarded himself as a musafir or a traveler in this transitory abode, did not take a liking to the house, but the insistence of his servants constrained him to accept the gift. Haji Saab was of frail physical stature. In addition to this, uh, uh, his mujahadat, his struggle against himself and his riyadat, his spiritual exercise, exercises, his reduction of food and sleep melted away his body so much that toward the end it became difficult for him even to turn his side. Hazrat Tanwi rahimullah ta'ala gives in his malfuzat a description of Hazrat Haji Saab's regular practice of staying awake at night. This was during Haji Saab's stay in Hindustan in India. Hazrat Tanwi narrates this on the basis of the narration of Hafiz Abdul Qadir, who was the student and murid of Hazrat Haji Saab. Hazrat, Tanwi, Hazrat Tanwi's words are, After Isha, Hazrat first laid down on his bed. All who were present saw Hazrat going to bed after Isha. After all the Musallis had left, Hazrat would instruct the Mu'addin to close the door of his khanqa. He would then spread a musalla in the masjid and become engrossed in the dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. According to Hafiz Sahib, Hazrat Haji Sahib would sleep 
for an extremely short amount of time. Whenever his eyes opened, he would see Hazrat in the masjid engrossed in dhikr. He never missed a day, uh, 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 nor did he pass a day without crying and reciting, reciting poetry uh, with a sorrow, sorrowful heart. His passing away from this world. After having brightened this dark world for 84 years, 3 months and 20 days, he reached his beloved Allah Ta'ala at the time of the Fajr Adhan on Wednesday, the 12th or 13th of Jamadul Ukhra uh, in 1317 Hijri, uh, giving the people of the world uh, the blemish of his separation. He is bur- buried in Jannatul Ma'la in Makkah Mukarramah alongside the grave of Mulana Rahmatullah Kiranwi, the founder of the Madrasa Solatiyah in Makkah Mukarramah, which by the way is still running. It's one of the famous madars of Makkah Mukarramah and it's still running. The original Madrasa Solatiyah that, that was there in those days, uh, it's been destroyed and actually uh, the haram has moved into it. It was a waqf that was given by Princess Solat, a, a princess from Bhopal, the princely kingdom of Bhopal. And um, the original waqf of it has actually been subsumed within the, the, the Haram Sharif, uh, which uh, is sad at the same time, but also perhaps a sign of Allah Ta'ala's having accepted it. Uh, that, 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 that land tract has become now part of the Haram Sharif. And in Ka'kiya, which is a more distant neighborhood of Makkah Mukarramah, the, the madrasa was rebuilt and it's still running, alhamdulillah. It's a very respected institution of learning in, in Makkah Mukarramah to this day. His books. In memory of Hazrat Haji Saab, there are several books written by him. These are still available and enumerated here under. The uh, Shia Masnavi of Mulana Rumi. This is an annotation in Farsi on the Masnavi of uh, Mulana Rumi. During Haji Saab's lifetime, only two parts could be printed. The remainder was printed later after his passing. Ghida'i Ru. The, uh, sorry, sorry, the Hashi of the Masnavi, sorry. Uh, there's a print error. Uh, in, in the book I'm reading from the Hashi of the Masnavi was printed only two vo- volumes would, were printed during his life and the rest of it was printed after he passed away the nourishment of the uh, of the spirit he wrote this book in 1264 Hijra Hazrat Mianji Nur Muhammad is also discussed in this book it consists of 1600 verses of poetry 1600 verses of poetry Jihad Akbar the greatest jihad um, he composed this book in 1268. This is actually a Farsi work in poetry of another author. Hazrat translated it into Urdu, and it consists of 17 pages with uh, uh, 679 verses on the jihad and nafs of uh, struggling against one's own soul. Mathnawi Tuhfatul Urshaq. Uh, the Masnavi, a gift for lovers. This consists of 1324 poetical verses and was compiled in 1281. Risala, uh, uh, Dardu This is a, 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 a piece of five pages that consists of 175 verses. So you see, mashallah, people in the old days, they, they, they also, on top of their, their learning of the inward and outward knowledge, their mujahadat, their sincerity, etc., they had style as well, mashallah. They're people of ascetic style, they, uh, aesthetic style, and they, uh, expressed themselves beautifully in, in verse, rather than the kind of weird, disjointed, uh, uh, unrhyming and unmetered, uh, uh, kind of pseudo art forms that we have nowadays. Irshad Murshid, this book deals with, Explaining how the different regiments of zikr work, uh, muraqabat, uh, meditations and awrad, 
um, and and also it has the shajara of the four khilafa uh, the the four uh, khilafas that 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 the sheikh carried that of the chishtia order that of the naqshbandi tariqa that of the suhrwardi tariqa and that of the qadiri tariqa Ziya al-Qulub, this book is in Farsi. Hazrat wrote this book in Makkah Mukarramah in 1282 on the request of Hafiz Muhammad Yusuf the son of, uh, uh, Hafiz Muhammad Zaman Shaheed, rahimullah ta'ala. Hazrat Tanri writes in his Malfuzat that Haji Saab said, I've deleted two-thirds of Ziya al-Qulub because I, I received the order from Ilham that it is inappropriate to reveal this knowledge to public. Uh, in it was written the uh, 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 effects of the different uh, spiritual practices on a person. He wrote a treatise on Wahdatul Wujud, uh, 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 which, by the way, for those who, haters who may be listening, doesn't mean uh, it doesn't mean that uh, uh, you know everything is God. Which, for some reason, I don't know why everybody uh, propagates this idea. That would be open kufr. The ulama would never, you know, the ulama are not that you know silly that they're going to read all of these books and become complicated, uh, uh, you know, masters of the law only to skip the most basic lesson uh, of all of. Of all of Aqidah, Wahdatul Wujud is a, a doctrine um, that that ex, you know that expounds on the idea of Allah Taala's oneness, but it doesn't mean that the creation is one with Allah Taala. And I don't know where people get that from. Faisla haft Masala and Guzari Ma'rifat. These are other books written by Hazrat Haji Saab. Some miscellaneous anecdotes from his life. Hazrat Mulana Tanwi narrates that a Sufi said, our proof for Hazrat Haji Sahib being a, uh, a spiritually perfected one is that the ulama turned to him in abundance. Usually the ulama opposed the Sufiya. Uh, uh, and when he says that, he means the, the goofy Sufis. Usually the, the, the ulama opposed the Sufiya, or shall we say the Gufiya. Now when the ulama have become the followers, who can oppose? Daily after the lesson of the Masnavi Sharif by Hazrat Haji Sahib, there would be a dua uh, he was asked, Hazrat, what should we make dua for? He replied, make dua that we too acquire what, what is written in it. And this is from his humility. Once, when sitting in the Masjid of Kirana, a pious butcher was sitting next to Hazrat Haji Saab. While sitting there, he thought, a thought came to his mind. Is the rank of Hazrat, uh, 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 higher or the rank of Hazrat Haji Saab? Uh, Haji Saab immediately commented. It is disrespectful to compare the ranks of the Ahlullah, who is big and who is small. Allah is aware of who is more accepted by Him. A good opinion should be held by all. What need do you have for this investigation? Hazrat Mulana Muhibbuddin Wilayati was Hazrat Khalifa, Haji Sab's Khalifa. Hazrat Muhibbuddin Mulana Muhibbuddin Wilayati was Haji Sab's Khalifa. He was a man to whom occurred the incidents of kashf in abundance. I Meaning, he used to see, he used to see things uh, supernaturally, preternaturally in abundance. Once the thought came to him that the hadith mentions the great virtues of salat, for which a perfect wudu was made, and uh, the salat which is performed without there being any stray thought in it. He was an alim as well. He lamented in his heart. Alas, my whole life has passed without me achieving such a salat. Let me make an attempt to perform such a salat. He was successful in the attempt. In view of the abundance of stray thoughts assaulting his mind, he had closed his eyes during the prayer because with eyes open, generally a variety of thoughts enter the mind. Thus, by closing his eyes, he was able to concentrate and all the thoughts were blocked out. He then desired to know the form of the salat in the alim misal, the spiritual, uh, the realm of spiritual symbols. 
in his muraqaba and his meditation, he saw the salat in the form of an extremely beautiful woman. She was beautiful in every respect. She had beautiful eyes too. When, however, he looked carefully, he saw that she was blind. He was surprised and thought of the possible defect which caused his salat to assume this form. For clearing the doubt, he narrated this incident to Hazrat Haji Saab without explaining the method in which he performed his salat. He had only stated in brief that the salat performed was completely devoid of stray thoughts. Haji Saab spontaneously responded, It appears that in order to avoid the incidents of thoughts, you had closed your eyes. After this, he conceded that this was true. Haji Saab said, Since it is in conflict with the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, which is to pray with your eyes open, the defect was shown to you in this form. The salat performed with open eyes has greater acceptability before it, because it conforms to the sunnah regardless of the abundance of stray thoughts. Once a sum of money came to the Sharif of Mecca, uh, the Turkish Ottoman governor, which was for distribution amongst the muhajirin, those who had immigrated to Makkah Mukarramah. Hazrat Haji Saab sent a message to him, informing him that Haji Saab, being a, 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 an immigrant and a muhajir and a refugee, was also entitled that he was also entitled to a share. In response, three anas, three cents, were sent to his share. At the time, Mulana Muhammad Munir Manoti was also present. Haji Saab said to Mulana, Of what benefit are these three anas to me? Nevertheless, I considered it expedient to ask for my share because the peculiarity of this place is that when a man leads a life of independence, people become jealous for no reason whatsoever. Since it is my intention to live here permanently, I choose to live humbly to avoid projecting the uh, slightest image that uh, I'm independent of other people. In another incident, a laborer told, a laborer told Hazrat Haji Saab that a jinn was interfering with his daughter, thus he should come. Haji Saab said that he was not a, 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 an exorcist, therefore coming would be of no avail. However, on the insistence of the laborer, Hazrat went. When, and this is, this is a sign of the pious, and I've seen this in our ulama, that when a request is made, even if it's somewhat awkward, when it's made by a, a, a simple person and a person who works for a living, um, and, and from a humble person, they'll oftentimes indulge these things because of the fear that Allah Ta'ala would be displeased with them, that this person may be a wali of Allah Ta'ala, and Allah may be displeased with them. And the reason they thought about, they thought that is, there's something beautiful about a pious man who takes very little from the world, and that's something that people should pay attention to and respect, uh, uh, lest they run afoul of Allah Ta'ala by running afoul of somebody he loves. So Hazrat went, when he entered, the jinn gave salam and expressed his regret and shame because Hazrat had to come. The jinn said if Hazrat had sent a paper with only the name written on it, he would have left. He further promised never again to cause difficulty to those related to his silsilah. Once a man asked to be shown a dhikr formula which will enable him to see Rasulullah wasallam in a dream. Hazrat humbly said, You have high aspirations. I am not worthy of gaining the honor of making uh, the visit in a dream even of the green dome, much less seeing uh, uh, Rasulullah wasallam. Haji Abdul Rahim, who was Hazrat's close servant, said, Once black shoes were presented to Hazrat. Hazrat gave the shoes to me. I said, The gifts you bestow on us, the servants, are a great treasure and a great barakah. But people make gifts to Hazrat so that you make use thereof. Therefore, if Hazrat gives me the gift after having used it for a few days, then I will be honored too and the people will be happy. However, Shaykh said to him, Go, you don't know. 
When I pressed him for an explanation, Sheikh said, from the time I saw the black ghilaf, the black cloth that covers the Kaaba, I lacked the courage to wear black shoes. The thought of the Kaaba's color coming to my uh, feet come to mind. Similarly, similarly, I saw the green curtains of the roba most pure, and I refrained from wearing shoes of, the, of green. And these are, obviously, these are not like fiqhi hukums or anything. These are just the feelings that the mashaykh had. And uh, uh, it, it just it shows more or less about like, you know, what you should do. It's not that, you know, you don't have, you, know, you shouldn't wear black shoes. Actually, looking at my shoes, my shoes are black right now. Uh, in a fiqhi sense, if you're faking it, there's no thawab in that. But this shows the kafiyah, the psychology of these people, that everything used to remind them of Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alayhi wasallam, And... They used to say these things not not as a sign that there's some sort of spiritual maqam themselves, but they indicate they're the, the 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 effects of the spiritual maqam that they had that they would think about Allah and His Rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam and 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 that remembrance would uh, take take form in all sorts of things that normal people uh, nowadays would not not think about. Haji Abdul Rahim also said, "I served Hazrat for ages during the night and during the day." I never saw Hazrat stretching out his legs when sleeping. His legs would always be drawn in. At first, I never took notice of this, but after a considerable time in which he never uh, ever was seen uh, 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 stretching his legs, uh, uh, he stretched his leg once, and I realized that his style of sleeping was deliberate by design. Finally, I asked him for the reason, saying that there can hardly be any sleep or comfort in this position. Uh, Sheikh said, O simpleton, go and wander around with comfort. Don't you know that it is disrespectful to stretch your legs in the presence of your beloved? Someone once faked a letter in Hazrat's name and succeeded in obtaining some money on its basis from a wealthy person. A man informed Hazrat and advised him to admonish the person who had frauded the letter in Hazrat's name. Hazrat responded, Brother, I have been unable to pass any dini benefit to anyone. If someone can acquire from the dead meat of this world uh, uh, my agency, uh, uh, let them do so. I feel ashamed of myself in Allah's presence for being stingy even in this respect. Once a man from Hindustan had sent some money as a gift for Hazrat via the agency of a trader in Makkah Mu'adhama. The trader sent a message informing Hazrat of the arrival of the money. His message had also requested that Hazrat send someone to collect the money from the shop. With great independence, Hazrat responded, I have not asked for the money from Hindustan, nor will I send for the money to your shop. The Allah who delivered the money from Hindustan to Makkah Mukarramah will deliver it from your shop to me. The trader felt highly ashamed of himself and immediately sent the money. So you see, this is the opposite, that it's from the practice of the Ahlullah that they are, that they are extremely uh, sensitive to the, the, the humble and the, the humble amongst the poor. And just like that, they are extremely independent from, uh, uh, from the rich, that they don't kowtow in front of the rich. And this is one of the most shameful qualities in the alim, that he should show high respect to the rich and he should, uh, 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 show, uh, um, that he should show disdain for the poor. Uh, the bare minimum is that people should be treated equally. The haq of, uh, of, uh, of, of this silsila is that the poor should be honored in a measure that, that the rich don't receive. Once when Hazrat was sick and alone, others heard him laughing out loud. They were surprised to hear him laugh aloud in solitude all by himself. Sometime thereafter when he was well, he was asked for the reason of the laughter on that occasion. He responded, I experienced so much pleasure in my illness that I laughed uncontrollably.
Hazrat said, every person sees in me a different color according to his understanding, while in fact I have no color. I am like water which appears to have the color of the bottle in which it is filled. This is a very deep statement and it shows the kamal of his fana. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give him a high rank and Allah ta'ala not deprive us from the ajr of him and people like him. Stray thoughts in salat which agitate people and refuse to disappear should not be actively combated. Hazrat said, rather say Allahu Akbar, Allah is greatest, how wonderful is the power of Allah that He created such a constant stream of thoughts which cannot be eliminated. This method is suitable for the traveler toward Allah Ta'ala to distract oneself from the uh, from, from the, the matter at hand and to be engrossed in the contemplation of Allah's ability. Regarding the hadith that backbiting is worse than, than, than fornication, Hazrat commented, uh, fornication is a humiliating sin of lust while backbiting is a sin motivated by pride and uh, pride or arrogance is always worse than lust Hazrat Tanri commented such subtleties are found by our elders once someone said whatever spiritual benefit has been achieved it was by virtue of the blessings of our Hazrat Hazrat responded whatever has been gained is in fact in you but you should think of the benefits you should think about the benefits that they have been gained from the shaykh otherwise you'll suffer harm and this is also an important matter that you know it's a hadith of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam khiyarukum fil jahiliyati khiyarukum fil islami ida faquhu that people are like like uh, 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 people are like different medals and the best of you in jahiliya will be the best of you islam in islam as long as you bother to understand the deen and uh, this is uh, uh Hazrat saying that that it's in you it's inside of you your shaykh is not the one who creates anything inside of you ma'allah rather he's the one who helps you to realize your your potential uh, it's in you as well but you should also intri- attribute the knowledge uh, to the shaykh or attribute the progress to the shaykh or to someone else just to protect yourself from falling into uh, uh, f- from falling into what? Into arrogance and in- into pride, uh, which is very harmful for, for a person. In fact, it's what made shaitan uh, uh, lose his status um, as, as being the student of the angels uh, and uh, gain the status of being the one who calls to the hellfire and will enter the hellfire himself forever and ever. Allah Ta'ala protect us. There are a number of other uh, anecdotes of Hazrat that are, are, are contained in this chapter. Maybe at some other time, inshallah, we'll, we'll read the rest of them. Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq, and Allah Ta'ala give us tawfiq to, 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 to take up this path and to make it the thing that we wake up with in the morning and that we go to sleep with uh, at night and to find its mashaykh who can teach, who can teach us uh, uh, its teachings and uh, who we can benefit from. And uh, Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq that their love should enter into our hearts because uh, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said Al-mar'u ma'aman ahabba A person will be with the one that they love uh, uh, May Allah Ta'ala uh, not deprive us of their ujur Of their reward and of their fuyud and barakat and their blessings And uh, uh, Allah Ta'ala not deprive us of what He gave them as well uh, If we receive even a small portion of it It will be a great honor And it will be a source of salvation on the Day of Judgment And it will be a great blessing for us Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala give all of us so much tawfiq وصلى الله تعالى على رسوله سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين